are so glad for you to be here today to worship with us. Will you write something in the comments to know that we are here? Be praying for our students and teachers as they go back to school tomorrow. This Wednesday, the youth kids and parents will be outside in the green space. We will have plenty of room to spread out and practice social distancing. Six-day creatures will be here with some exotic animals. The presentation starts at 6 p.m. Bring your own lawn chairs if you have one. Lastly, you have no more chance to, you have one more chance to bring items to help Stripple in elementary. We are collecting hand sanitizer, hand soap pumps, and disinfectant mops. Here to tell us more about how you can be a blessing to Stripling Elementary is Mr. Ash. Good morning, good morning. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank you all for this opportunity for allowing me to come in and talk a little bit more about Stripling. I also want to start off by just thanking you so much for what you have done for us down through the years. You all have been so faithful every year. You help tremendously. Uh, as we get ready to anticipate opening of another school year, we want to make it as much as possible like a normal school year. And some of the things that you all have frequently done for us that we're looking forward to you doing is showing great appreciation for our teachers because they do so much for our kids at the elementary level. Uh, you, you periodically uh, help them out in terms of teacher of the month, teacher of the year type things. You, uh, you've given them a letter and a card and, and that's always really nice for them to get that. You also get our elementary students excited. You know, elementary is just such a precious time uh, the students are coming in, and a lot of times that's that's what they're gonna ha that's how they're gonna believe that school is for them. And we really appreciate how you all uh, every nine weeks would celebrate them, and we would have a pep rally to celebrate those with with really good grades uh, that will make on a roll. So we really appreciate that. We also thank you so much for doing the drive to just help. Uh, provide teachers and students with a little bit more would just help out with disinfecting because we are still in the middle of a pandemic and we thank you so much for your prayers and your faithfulness your smiles and every little thing to every great thing that you do for us we don't take any of it for granted and I know for a fact that if we ever need anything I can pick up my phone and contact First United Methodist of Gaston and you always are there for us so we thank you, and um, I'm praying for you all as well. It's great to see our youth in here doing things this morning. I thank um, Pastor Andy for just all that he's doing and sitting down with me this morning. And I pray for, for all students that we all have a great year. I pray for all the parents as well as the teachers, administrators, anybody that touch a kid, um, as well as the custodians, as well as our lunchroom people. So, again, thank you for this time, and we're looking forward to having another great school year with the help of First uh, United Methodist of Gaston. Thank you. This morning as we worship, I invite you to sing with us a great gospel song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine.
you please join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He has ascended into heaven and sitteth to the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we prepare this time. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you were awake. I don't know if you heard that on Facebook Live or not, but we're, we're glad you're awake and with us. Um, this morning, as we prepare our hearts for this time of tithe and offering, uh, just want you to know there's so many awesome, great ministries here happening at the church. One of the things that Parker mentioned was that we're going to have six-day creatures uh, here in the green space for kids and youth this Wednesday. So that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of awesome things going on here at the church. You can give um, online through the website, or you can text to give, or you can give by mail. So there's lots of ways to give to the church. Also, when we think about our time of prayer, I want you to write in the uh, comments any student that you know or any teacher that is going back to school this week. Um, some are going back virtual, and some of the kids we know are going back in person. Some are doing every other day, but it's a different year for everybody. And we want to also be remembering to pray for Mr. Ash. So please, write the prayer concerns in the comments, any student, teacher um, that we want to lift up. Also, if you notice, we have beautiful flowers here. Um, these are in memory of Sid Gardner from his family. So we want to be praying for them as well as they have a service here today. Um, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, right now we lift up every student uh, that's going back to school. We pray that you will give them uh, the strength to get through this first week. Uh, we pray that you will give them um, focus. We pray for parents um, and, and grandparents and teachers. We pray for patience with, uh, for everybody uh, as we start off a new and challenging school year. But uh, we pray, God, that it will be, even though it's challenging and different, we pray that it's going to be an awesome school year for everybody. We pray that there will be many blessings throughout it. Um, and we just pray for every teacher uh, to stay safe uh, and for the kids to stay safe. And we just pray for an awesome year. We lift up right now all the doctors and nurses in our community. Uh, we pray that you will give them wisdom. Uh, and we lift up the families in our church that are hurting and suffering right now, God. You know who they are and what their concerns are. We ask you to be with them. And throughout 2020, sometimes we just don't know the words to say or to pray, and we are reminded of the words that Jesus prayed. Will you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes. 
good, but that might not be our real response. Uh, and I know when we're wearing the mask a lot of times, um, you can't necessarily, when you ask somebody how they're doing, you can't see their facial expression, but you can see it in their eyes. And people can see it in my eyes when I'm exhausted, and sometimes I can see it in your eyes when you're exhausted. So I'm going to ask you some questions this morning. Are you taking care of yourself? I'm going to ask you that. These are questions I ask myself. Are you exercising, sleeping good, eating okay? I've failed at a lot of these several times over uh, our COVID uh, time of the past six months. We have young people starting school tomorrow. Um, and you will have times of getting overwhelmed when things get canceled and rescheduled. They're in person, then online, and back and forth. It can be draining. You're going to need to rest up, be taking care of yourself to be able to handle all of that. Same with teachers, parents, caretakers, nurses, doctors. Everybody watching, are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting your rest? Are you eating okay? Uh, let's talk about Elijah in the Bible. Elijah's story starts off in 1 Kings 17.1. Now, Elijah is a prophet of God. And a lot of these Old Testament prophets, they didn't always go around just saying great, happy news. A lot of times they would give messages that had a little bit of doom and gloom to them. And this was one of them. Uh, and remember, Elijah would have been an oddball at the time. He was a prophet of God. He followed the God of Jacob um, and Isaac and and, and, and he believed uh, in, in the God that we follow. And King Ahab, the king at the time, he would have followed Baal uh, and other gods. So here it is at the beginning of uh, 1 Kings 17.1. Elijah is called by God to go to King Ahab and give him a hard message. And this message was, there's years of drought coming. Who wants that news? I don't want to hear that kind of news. There's years of drought coming. That would be like somebody saying to us, you're going to have years of COVID. We don't want that news. So uh, here's what happens. In 1 Kings 17, Elijah gives this really hard message um, that he's called by God to do. And right after that, in this chapter, we see Elijah encounter a widow woman. And this woman is worried. There's a drought. She's worried she's going to starve to death. And Elijah says, you've got enough flour and oil. God's going to continually provide that and multiply it, and you're never going to run out. Elijah witnesses a miracle as God provides throughout the drought for this widow woman. The widow woman also says, I have a sick son. He stopped breathing. Elijah witnesses the son healed, restored. So Elijah witnesses the miracle of this woman having her food provided for, her son being healed. Elijah witnesses the miracle of himself having food provided for him through the drought. And he also witnesses God using him to bring a bold message to the king. God is at work in Elijah's life, and he knows it. Now, the next chapter starts off a little different, right? 1 Kings chapter 18 starts off like this. The chapter starts off by saying, the third year of the drought. What a bummer way to start off a chapter, the third year of the drought. It sounds like 2020, doesn't it? Um, just We just get bad news after bad news. Uh, so it doesn't sound like a fun time that Elijah's living in. What happens next with Elijah? The queen, Queen Jezebel, is having all of God's prophets killed. So the prophets of God, they're hiding in caves. These are the people that would be like Elijah. They're all hiding in caves. They're scared for their lives. But with the power of God, Elijah is able to conquer all of Baal's prophets. All of these people that follow other gods, Elijah is able to conquer them and win with God's help. And then another miracle happens in Elijah's life. After this battle is won, Elijah has victory. 
it rains afterwards. The drought is done. Elijah sees rain. But here's where the story gets deep and challenging for me personally, and it gets, personally for, it gets personal for you too. We've made it through six months with COVID affecting every aspect of our lives. We've been through a journey. We've been through a struggle. If you have not struggled at all in the past six months, I want to meet you because everybody I know has had some type of battle in the past six months. Maybe it's been a mental battle, a financial battle, a physical battle, but it's been a battle. And I would say, don't give up now. Just like Elijah, we have had a lot of times in our past that we have seen God move and do mighty things in our lives. And remember all that Elijah had been through and all he had seen God do. But Elijah at this time is burnt out and tired and exhausted. Here's our key passage. It's 1 Kings chapter 19, and here's how it starts off. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he had killed all of Baal's prophets with the sword. Jezebel sent a message to Elijah with this message. May the gods do whatever they want to me if by this time tomorrow I haven't made your life like the ones you've killed. So listen, the Queen Jezebel is trying to kill Elijah, and Elijah's scared to death. Here's what happens. Elijah was terrified. He got up and ran for his life. He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistant there. He himself went further into the desert, a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It's more than enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. He lay down and slept under the solitary broom bush. Have you been there where Elijah's at right here in this scripture? Have you been there where you just give up and you say, God, I can't take it anymore. I'm done. I think we've all been there. And maybe you've had points over the past six months where you say, God, I'm so frustrated. I don't even know what to do anymore. And remember all that God has done for Elijah, all he's seen God do. Do you think God's going to be furious with Elijah because he's exhausted and burnt out and wanting to give up? Is God angry with him? Is God going to harm him? Exactly the opposite. God isn't angry with Elijah at all. God isn't going to harm or punish Elijah. Instead, God is going to send Elijah a messenger to help him. And here's what happens next in the scripture. Then suddenly a messenger tapped him on the shoulder and said, Get up, eat something, Elijah. Elijah opened his eyes and saw flatbread being baked on glowing coals and a jar of water right by his head. He ate, drank, and then he went back to sleep. The Lord's messenger returned a second time and tapped him. Get up, the messenger said. Eat something because you have a difficult road ahead of you. Elijah got up, ate, and drank and went refreshed by that food for 40 days and 40 nights until he arrived at Horeb, God's mountain. There he went into a cave and spent the night. Elijah had to reset his health. He had to reset his mental health, his physical health. Um, we can do nothing for others when we're that burnout. We can't be a blessing to our families. We can't be a blessing to our coworkers, our community, when we're that exhausted and run down, burnout. Elijah had to reset his health to move forward. Um, in that passage, it said, uh, Elijah, you're going to need the rest because you've got a long road ahead of you, a tough journey ahead of you. But what about us? How's your health? Do you need to take a break with some good food? Do you need someone to come and make bread over hot coals for you, like it said in the scripture? 
This past week, I had got an opportunity to interview Jane Patton here at the church, um, and, and we discussed yoga. And uh, she talked about how good it is for your physical body and your mental health to, to practice yoga, just to have that time to rest, to reset your health. Maybe yoga is not what you're into. Maybe it's walking or sleeping, sleeping good, whatever it may be. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? One of the challenges and goals I constantly have to remind myself of is shutting my TV off at a certain time and putting your, my phone off at a certain time so I'm not distracted by it and not get enough sleep. So how is your physical health? How's your mental health? Do you need to reset it? Also in this scripture, we heard of this messenger of God coming to take care of Elijah and give Elijah rest. I've seen this church, Gadsden First Methodist, be that messenger bringing rest to others. I saw it recently when we had tornado relief a couple months ago, and I, I saw the church bring food and, and rest to the workers that needed time to rest. I see our ladle of love workers bring food and rest to people in need every Friday. Let me ask you another question. This is a traditional service, and I bet some of you will know what I'm talking about. Have you ever had the hails? They make a Amish bread. Have you ever had that? That brings awesome rest and just an awesome joy to people when they need it. If you've had it, give me a thumbs up in the, in the comments. The Hales Amish bread is what I imagine Elijah ate here. It was awesome. And maybe at times you've been that messenger, bringing other people rest. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, right now you need to take a little rest for yourself. I'm one of those people I like to go all the time. I like to help others, but I forget to rest myself. Forget to, even sometimes when somebody offers to give rest to me, I sometimes refuse it. And Elijah here, he took the help from God's messenger. He took the help and he took the rest. He needed it. And we know Elijah had to have that rest because God had a purpose for Elijah. God wasn't finished with Elijah. And God's not finished with any of you that are watching. God's not finished with us yet. We've got a tough journey ahead and we need our rest. Next in the scripture in verse 10, it says this. The Lord's word came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I'm very passionate for the Lord God of heavenly forces because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altar and they have murdered your prophet with a sword. I'm the only one left and now they want to take my life too. Just like Elijah, we give reasons for giving up too. Um, just like Elijah, the excuses that I give right now for wanting to throw my hands up or say, God, I'm just exhausted. I could say, God, do you see all the COVID stuff going on? And it's just crazy. I'm exhausted. It's draining. God, have you seen how crazy people are on social media or in the comments of a news article? I just need a break. Have you seen how divided people are, God? I'm tired. I don't want to do what's right anymore, God. We say the same things Elijah said. Verse 11 says this, the Lord said, go out and stand at the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. A very strong wind tore through the mountains and broke apart the stones before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound, a thin, quiet when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat. He went out and stood at the cave's entrance. A voice came to him and said, why are you here, Elijah? And again, Elijah gives his excuse. 
But here is where he hears God in the still and the quiet. The Lord said to him, go back through the desert to Damascus and anoint a king of Haram. Elijah was able to hear the voice of God. He was able to feel the tugging of what God wanted him to do after he had rest and was able to be still and quiet. So I ask you, how, are your, how is your health? Are you taking care of yourself physically, mentally? Are you able to finish the task at hand? Because if you noticed in this past story, God came and spoke to arrested Elijah, one that had time to take care of himself, and, and then God came and spoke to him. And God wasn't in the loud earthquake or the strong, powerful wind or the fire. No, God came in a still, quiet, peaceful voice, a, a, a quiet tugging of the heart. So I ask you, uh, what can you do to rest, to get your rest? God wants to use all of us in 2020. I don't want to sound like doom and gloom myself, but I think 2020 is going to continue to be a challenging year for at least a couple more months. We need our rest because God is calling all of us, the church, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the community, to show the love of God to our family, our friends, and others in the community who are going to need our help. And in order to be a blessing to those other people, we ourselves have to be rested up. We have to be taking care of ourselves. As I said at the beginning of the service, 2020 might be the year for the most ministry that we've ever been called to do, where God's people share that love more than ever. So let's be rested up. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will help us get our rest. I pray that you will help us find ways to, to relax, to to clear out our mental health, to, to, reset, uh, to reset our physical health. And I pray that you will then rest us up so that we can uh, continue the hard, challenging journey we have ahead to be the hands and feet of Jesus to help others in the community. We pray that you will, you will fill us up in rest. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you sing the closing hymn with us?
So our benediction is going to be a little bit different today because I have some questions for you to think about in the benediction. How can you relax in 2020? What exercise do you like to do or can you start back up? How can you eat just a little bit healthier? And here's the last one. How can you be the person, the messenger of God, who brings rest to others? Go in peace. Thank you.